Welcome to Common Sense Coalition Talk Radio, where you'll find straight talk from people with good old common sense. I trust your opinion. And now, for your host, she's putting sense back into nonsense. Absolute insanity. Well, you can hear me on the Your host, Beth Ann. Talk radio today. It's my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to be here with you today. We're going to move, we're going to continue to go forward with our study of the American legacy, then and now. But first, we're going to go to the Lord in prayer. Today, I decided, instead of using my everyday prayers, that we would use the 23rd Psalm. And I've written a responsive reading to make it a little more personal for us. So Rudy is going to join me as we share God's word for such a time as this. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. We are thankful for all that we have. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He brings me comfort and gives me rest. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He refreshes my spirit and directs me down the path he has placed before me for my safety and his glory. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. When my heart is full of fear, and when my enemies are near, I know my God is with me. He is my defense, and he is my rescue. He is peace. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. He meets my every need and lets my enemies see that I am in his care. His love and blessings fill me with great joy. Surely, (laughs) Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. My God is ever-present. I am overwhelmed by his love and his mercy. I am his forever and ever. Amen. Father God, we praise you and thank you for your word and your agape love. Thank you for meeting all our needs and directing our lives. For such a time as this, in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. I tried to step on your lines there. Sorry about that, buddy. That's all right. (laughs) Well, there's got to be a morning after. This is the day of leftovers. And maybe some shopping. So a lot of people like to go shopping. Hopefully there's time for some rest and enjoying the family that was able to stay a little extra and visit with them. I found this cute little poem that I thought, well, I thought it was appropriate for today. I Ate Too Much by Jack Perletke. I ate too much turkey. I ate too much corn. I ate too much pudding and pie. I'm stuffed up with muffins. I'm much too much stuffin'. I'm probably going to die. I piled up my plate and I ate and I ate, but I wish I had known when to stop. For I'm so crammed with yams, sauces, gravies, and jams that my buttons are starting to pop. I'm full of tomatoes and french fried potatoes. My stomach is swollen and sore, but there's still some dessert. I guess it won't hurt. If I just eat a little bit more. 
<laughs> Sometimes we can be our worst enemy when it comes to the American gluttony. We do love to eat. And on this morning after the Thanksgiving feast, we might all suffer from a little uh, tryptophan and a carbohydrate overdose. But I pray you're not nearly as miserable as that person in the poem. And maybe you can go back for a little leftover dessert. Well, we're going to talk about the Pilgrims before the Plymouth Rock and the legacy that they have left behind. The Pilgrims established that covenant, you remember? Law and order, respecting others, and working together for survival. They worked hard and sacrificed greatly to start a new country. Well, when I stumbled on this a website, a 400, with the TH above it, uh, .org, I thought... It also had connected with this the America's Covenant of Liberty and the Forefathers Monument. Carved on stone in Plymouth is a message of deep gratitude of God to God. Today's show, I'm going to explore the message in the context of faith, morality, law, education, and liberty. The DNA of a free nation. This monument is a real thing. Maybe some of you have visited it. I, I, I wish I had. I hope I get to someday. But studying all these, meaning the pilgrims and the founding fathers, whose lives and decisions back then have made such an impact on us today, it makes me want to give honor to them. These generations have forged the frontiers, fought for freedom and liberty, made me think, if we've built memorials for wars, but... Don't say George Floyd. But who have we in the past century or even recent decades honored for having improved America? In recent years, we've seen statues of the great men of our past taken down. Founding fathers melted down, demeaned the men and attempted to an attempt to being re- erasing our history from our memories. The monument I want to discuss was dedicated in 1889. That's 269 years after the Pilgrims landed on Plymouth Rock. It's, again, it's called the Americans' Covenant of Liberty and the Forefathers' Monument. It is also called the Faith Monument. We need a new uprising of American exceptionalism. Many of us have the blood of our founding fathers and the Pilgrims, those forefathers, flowing through our veins. Can we not man up now and match their toughness, exemplify perhaps their strength, and live in faith as they did? While America has come a long way from the days of the dear pilgrims and fathers and mothers, that we have done, what have we done to further their dream of sharing the gospel and being a light in this nation and unto the world? We know from our early studies yesterday, that the covenant of Scrooby and the Mayflower Compact were very similar. Then years later, there was the Declaration of Independence. Well, again, going back to the Mayflower Mayflower Compact that begins in the name of God, amen. We whose names are underwritten, the loyal subjects, and they give the Southern Lord King James, and they go on with that. 
And then they go on, having undertaken for the glory of God and the advancement of the Christian faith. And they go on, do by these presents solemnly and mutually in presence of God and one another covenant and combine ourselves together into a civic body politic for our better ordering and preservation and perseverance, I'm sorry, further furtherance of the end ends aforesaid and for future here unto enact, constitute, and frame just so just an equal laws, ordinance, acts, constitutions, and offices from time to time, as shall be thought. So we have this, and then we also have, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, our sacred honor. All 56 signers signed that. And we have the preamble, which also, we the people of the United States, also exemplifies that. The similar in tone and verbiage in these documents is undisputable. And it was dedicated in 1889, this monument. When we come back, I'm going to share with you the words that are on that monument. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. We'll be right back. Daniel Turner, founder and executive director of Power the Future, agrees that America is blessed with an abundance of reliable energy sources. Our natural resources are the lifeblood of our nation and have made our nation prosperous. Rural America is the heart of production in this nation. Our food, manufacturing, trucking, and yes, our energy. Power the Future promotes jobs in rural America, specifically our energy jobs. These jobs are all under attack. Wealthy radicals like Tom Stiers and George Soros promise to break the nation's energy independence. Their beloved Green New Deal attacks all that is good in this nation. Our food, our land, our jobs, our families, and of course, our gassy cows. Power the Future is fighting for you, rural America. Join them. Visit PowerTheFuture.com. See the latest news and donate to those who are fighting for you. PowerTheFuture.com. Power the Future is fighting to keep America's lights on. You can look for the silver lining or you can strengthen your portfolio with gold and silver. Optimism is planning for your own financial future. Melody Cedarstrom of Discount Gold and Silver Trading has been watching our economy and the banksters for well over 20 years. The U.S. has an unsustainable debt. While the timing of a collapse cannot be predicted, we know the proverbial straw that breaks the camel's back weighs heavier and heavier with each new stimulus and omnibus bill. Because of our debt and the lack of solid backing, those fiat 
about dollars in your pocket continue to deflate in value. However, gold stays true, true wealth. Give Melody Cedarstrom a call at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Discount gold and silver trading for all your precious metal needs. And join Melody weekday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Financial Survival Radio. Visit DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com. Elmer Heinrich here to talk about minerals. Now, most people are aware our topsoil is depleted and our foods, especially fruits and vegetables, lack many minerals compared to years ago. Maybe that's the reason the world is sick. Now, according to Dr. Linus Pauling, our bodies need 60 minerals every day, but on average, we get less than 12 minerals from our foods. Immuno 150, an incredible nutritional supplement, can fill that gap because it contains 70 colloidal plant minerals and 80 additional nutrients. 150 in all. A month's supply of Immuno 150 is available for $54.95 by calling 888-316-2224 or on the website Immuno150.com. That's I-M-M-U-N-O-150.com. The 70 minerals are the key to good health and longevity, so call 888-316-2224. 888-316-2224. You'll be glad you did. And we have returned to listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. We are studying this monument that was erected back and was dedicated in 1889. And this is what was said by William C.P. Breckenridge. In the name of the fathers, we dedicate this monument and ourselves. For ages, it will stand the enduring witness to grave and resolute conduct and preservations and sacrifices to thrift and frugality, to domestic love and unaffected piety, to rectitude in thought as well as in life, to earnest principles and truth beliefs in Christian fidelity and faith. Here and now we rededicate ourselves to a more fervent love of man for man as man, to a braver allegiance to truth for truth's sake, and this in the name of God, and amen and amen. They were not only dedicated this monument, but they rededicated their own lives. The reason I want to look at this monument that was dedicated back in 1889 is because of the significance of our beginning as a Christian nation. The pilgrims in 1620 sought religious freedom and planned to establish such in a new world, America. And eventually, our founding fathers declared independence from the old world and the king. And America became a brand new nation, the United States of America, in 1776. According to what I have read and studied on this monument, also called the Faith Monument, is quite the sight to behold. Standing at a towering 81 feet and overlooking Plymouth Harbor, the National Monument of the Forefathers must be the most complex and self-consciously Christian landmark in the United States. Impressive in stature, its message is the soul of the inspiration it communicates, that faith, morality, law, education, and religious liberty 
are the prerequisite of a free and prosperous nation. Now, I guess President Barack Obama never visited or studied this at all. The vision to honor the sacrifices of the pilgrim with the monument was first cast during the waning years of the presidential administration of George Washington, when Joseph Coolidge made a one-guinea donation. A quarter of a century later, during the Plymouth Bicentennial of 1820, the concept was revived, but it took yet another 30 years for the work to formally begin. The National Monument to the Forefathers was officially dedicated on August 1 of 1889. After nearly a century of challenges to complete the project, including the death of key visionaries and lead sculptor and architect, funding problems and challenges resulting from, yes, the Civil War. Who built that monument? Behind the design and construction was the brilliant Boston architect, illustrator, and sculptor, Hammett Billings. Now, his original concept had been a landmark comparable to the stature of the Colossus of Rhodes. Although the final version would be half that size, the result was an impressive balance of aesthetic beauty, historical detail, and philosophical importance. Here was the pilgrim message, the voice of our Plymouth founding father speaking from the etched in a beautiful reliefs and written on stone, the DNA of America's freedom. A reminder to future generations that our national prosperity emerged from gospel foundations, the faith monument. It's an impressive in scope and stunning for the clarity and the visions of the community, of the communicates, which it communicates, excuse me. The National Monument of the Forefathers has been nicknamed, as we said earlier, the Faith Monument, in honor of the defining quality of the pilgrims and the central figure of the monument. In its monument, in this monument, which begins with the faith of the pilgrims in England and concludes with their landing on Plymouth Rock. You know, I can't help but wonder how anyone, if they have any knowledge of all truth and history, and if they are honest, how can they contend that America was never a Christian nation? Well, my conclusion to that is that they are just gaslighting those who might listen. Now, faith stands resolute an unwavering adorned by four symbols which define the philosophy of pilgrims and founding fathers alike. The word of God as revelation, faith holds an open Bible in her hand, one hand. Christ as the hope of mankind, faith's finger is pointed to heaven representative of the pilgrim's belief that there was one path to redemption and the mediator, one mediator between God and man, and that was Jesus Christ. Reason as the tool of freedom, the star on the forehead of faith, is a symbol of honor and a reminder that the pilgrims believed that the regenerate mind was obliged to begin with the foundation of biblical revelation 
and apply reason to all of life. The firm foundations of American freedom are represented by Faith, stepping forward with her left foot on Plymouth Rock. This was a nod to the doctrine of providence, the belief held by Christian reformers and pilgrims alike that God governs and directs the affairs of men. Then there are seated statues around faith. There's four seated statues which represent the necessary elements which the pilgrims and American founders believed a prerequisite for a nation to experience freedom, prosperity, morality, law, education, and liberty. Dr. Paul Gilles has observed, The pilgrims believed that religious liberty preceded civil liberty. The first was internal. The second was external. Religious liberty gave rise to civil liberty in society. Would it not go to reason that now we in America seem to have very little civil liberty in American in America because we no longer cling to our religious liberty, our faith? This perspective is a fitting beginning to understand the context of the monument to the forefathers. Internal religious liberty is represented by faith and morality. External liberty is manifested by law, education, and liberty. To put it another way, American freedom began with the devout Christian faith of our pilgrim fathers and mothers. The faith produced the internal desire for a moral people to establish a society built on righteousness. The implications of this internal faith and moral conscience was an acknowledgement of God as the lawgiver. To this end, the nation must cultivate a literate and educated citizenry, knowledgeable in the word of God and the covenantal nature of their government. Where faith produces morality and morality leads to just laws and an educated people. The people will proclaim liberty throughout the land, and tyranny will be suppressed, and blessings will flow. Beneath morality, law, education, and liberty, respectively, are reliefs which tell the pilgrim story and amplify the message of the seated figure above, which is faith. Under morality is an embarkation, a relief depicting that the moment when the pilgrims left their beloved John, Pastor John Robinson, we studied him yesterday, of the new wor- for the new world having been charged by him to build a civil society on love and moral integrity. Under the statue of law is treaty, a pictorial reminder that the pilgrims entered a just and mutual beneficial treaty with the local Wapanaw based on a higher law and ensured fair treatment and mutual respect between the communities. Under education is compact, a testimonial to the iconic signing of the Mayflower Compact, which again models a free and educated men covenanting together to form a civil body, and it went on to become part of the Declaration of Independence. Beneath liberty is the relief landing, a depiction of the monument when the pilgrim stepped foot on Plymouth Rock. A monumental gratitude to the forefathers 
erected by grateful people in remembrance of their labor, sacrifices, and sufferings for the cause of civil liberty. This is what is the forefront of the National Monument, and all of us, all of us, need to know we are, we were, a Christian nation. Where are we today? You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. We'll be right back. For such a time as this, we know that the heart of a nation takes on the heart of its people. If the people have turned from God, the nation is doomed in sin. God is in control of all nations and their leaders. Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. The future of this nation is relying on the bended knees of the people, God's people. Will you accept this challenge to sacrifice five minutes a day to kneel and to pray? For such a time as this, Queen Esther was put in place by God to save her people. You have that same obligation now. Will you humble yourselves and pray, ask forgiveness and trust in our God to heal our land and bring America home? Made in America is more than just a slogan. It's a brand we all look for to better this nation's economy. Liberty Tabletop is the brand of Cheryl Manufacturing, the only manufacturer of flatware in the United States of America. Liberty Tabletop creates high-quality flatware at a competitive price using the finest quality 1810 chromium nickel stainless steel. Oh, and by the way, the steel they use is also made in the USA. The steel is tested for lead and other toxic trace elements, so you bring to your family a safe, and pure product that will last for generations. Setting your table is an important part of every meal. The patterns you choose say something about you and your family. Bringing America home with LibertyTabletop.com or go to my website, csetalkradio.com, and click on their link. Call Liberty Tabletop at 844-386-2338. Use the promo code BETHANN and receive 10% off your purchase. LibertyTabletop.com. You're familiar with Range Magazine, packed with hard, cold facts regarding the battles we face out on the range and at home. Beyond the battles are beauty and pictures and words that will take you to another place and time. CJ and Range Magazine have produced a line of hardbound books that should be a part of your home library. The most recent publication is Cowboys and Critters, containing unique photos of the people and animals that make up the ranching world. These beautiful books, which make fantastic gifts, have won numerous awards, such as the prestigious Wrangler Award, First Place in Journalism, Will Rogers Gold Medal Award, so many honors, great photos, and wonderful Wonderful poems and stories of the West. Reflections of the West, brush strokes and balladeers, the M-Bar, the call of the cow country. You can't resist the art and cowboy poetry books. Visit rangemagazine.com for a complete list of prices. Call 1-800-RANGE-4-U. That's 1-800-726-4348. Be sure to let them know Beth Ann sent you. For centuries, those who raise, breed, and work with animals have been revered and lauded for what they do. 
Today, across America, the rights to own and raise animals are under attack by animal rights activists and their increased influence on government and non-government agencies. This onslaught regularly violates protection from illegal search and seizure and a citizen's right to due process of the law, all of which are outlined specifically in the U.S. Constitution. Protect your animals, your animal enterprise, and your property from this abuse of power with a membership to the Cavalry Group. Membership provides immediate access to their team to protect law-abiding animal owners and animal enterprise against unwarranted search and seizure and false claims. They also work to protect their members' interests legislatively at the local, state, and federal levels. Get the shield that protects you, your animals, and your property. Join the Cavalry Group today. Call 855-748-4210 or go to their website at thecavalrygroup.com. And we have returned to listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. I got excited when I was studying this monument, and I hope I'm at least getting you excited or inspiring you to know that this monument to our forefathers represents and reminds us that our nation has a unique and exceptional identity. An identity that is rooted in faith and manifested in a recognition that morality preserves a nation, that a recognition of God as a lawgiver grounds a nation, that education advances a nation, and that political freedom is the outworking of these attributes. The monument also reminds us that we are called to be grateful people like the pilgrims themselves. William Bradford wrote, Thus, out of small beginnings, greater things have been produced by his hand that made all things of nothing and gives being to all things that are. And as one small candle may light a thousand, so the light here kindled hath shone unto many. Yea, in some sort to our whole nation, let the glorious name of Jehovah have all praise. American Exceptionalism it is real. The pilgrims were the very embodiment of American exceptionalism, writes Dr. Jar Charles Wolfe. Their lives demonstrated an exceptionally clear understanding of and deep commitment to the principles of liberty with order, tangibly expressed in spiritual, religious, political, an economic self-government under a written constitution, a prototype of one nation under God with liberty and justice for all. Yes, American exceptionalism was a real thing. It is only fitting that they have a monument to honor these, the memory of all these, and it's etched in our memory of the legacy that they bequeathed to us. Was it all lost? Have we been such spoiled Americans that we no longer understand the importance of being dependent on God first? As life became easier, we dismissed the need of God. We gave ourselves credit for all our accomplishments, self-made men, and then we blamed others for our failures. Self-made men, indeed. <laughs> Self-destructing and obvious and oblivious to destroying this nation and what might be ahead for the future generations. 
Oh, many still play church, but completely miss out on the deeper spiritual connection, a personal relationship with God. Many Christians seldom, if ever, take time for personal prayer. Many never read God's word. Many never think of him at all until there is a need. We serve a triune God, and we are triune as well. We are made in his image, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. We must feed each one accordingly. It isn't just about us. God has placed us here, and our faith in him is because of the good news of the gospel. We are not to hold his truths in a secret and keep them to ourselves. We are God's disciples, and it is him we are to serve. That's not a bad thing, nor should it be a burdensome thing. If we were today to leave a monument, if there was to be a monument left after us for the next generations, what would it look like? Perhaps it would look like out of Rome, you know, to have all these little gods there. But what did Paul say? For as I walked around and looked carefully at your objects of worship, I even found an altar with this inscription, to an unknown God. So you are ignorant of the very thing you worship. And this is what I am going to proclaim to you. And he gave them the gospel of Jesus Christ. What or who do Americans worship today? Gaia, who is supposedly the personification of the earth. But God is no Gaia is no God. The earth is not a God. Worshiping the earth is paganism. The climate change, existential threat they keep throwing in our faces is a hoax perpetrated on the masses for power. Oh, there are a few that truly believe in Gaia worshipers, but most are just dedicated to their own personal greed. Again, William Bradford writes, There is more in the Lord Jehovah than ever had in this world. Isn't that amazing? Oh, that our foolish hearts could be weaned from things here below, which are vanity and vexation of spirit. And yet we fools catch after shadows like that fly away and are gone in a moment. And he also wrote that with their miseries they opened a way to these new lands and after these hardships with what ease other men came to inhabit them. And again, all great and honorable actions are accompanied with great difficulties, and both must be enterprised and overcome with answerable courage. America is now facing great difficulties. It isn't an untamed wilderness such as our pilgrims and our founding fathers. Ours is an untamed, unrepentant sin of our hearts. It, was, it has spilled over into our government. We are electing men and women who are unfit to lead a free people, just like the Declaration of Independence, a prince whose character is thus marked by every act by which define a tyrant is unfit to be the ruler of a free people. Providence has given to our people the choice of their rulers, and it is the duty as well as the privilege and interest of our Christian nation to select and prefer Christians for their rulers, John Jay. It has been 200, it was 269 years before Faith Monument was dedicated to the pilgrims and the forefathers. We are now 134 years out since that day of that monument being dedicated. What would a monument honor today in America? 
New York replaced an American hero with a grotesque statue. It appears very satanic. Americans need a Christian revival. And then we need a modern-day evangelist like Billy Sunday or Billy Beck Graham. America was established as a Christian nation. There's no doubt in my mind about that. We are now living under tyranny. We are the people have forgotten our Christian beginnings. When we look at these strong Christian figures, just as John Robinson, William Brewster, William Bradford, and others, we cannot deny America was established as a Christian nation. It was the intention of these pilgrims to further the kingdom of God. Many of our founding fathers from our revolution era were also very strong in faith. None of them, them, from the pilgrims to them, none of them were perfect perfect people, but they were God-believing people. Bradford wrote poetry as well, and this is from a very long, and I'm just bringing you a little bit of it, on the various heresies in Old and New England with an appeal to the Presbyterians. I thought this was quite stunning. Nor need you fear sin to commit, for Christ hath satisfied for it. But those doctrines make men profane and bring dishonor to Christ's name. Now faith is made hereby to be a dead body, as you may see. And these are but a wretched race that they abuse God's holy grace. In the next segment, he's called this ranters. Next unto these, we may bring in the filthy ranters near of kin. Where had they first their rise or name? I know not where from the devil they came. The Adamites they are most like, but more against public shame do strike. Cynic like dogs, as vile as dogs, carry themselves as filthy hogs. Yea, worse than brutes, that they know, they know no end, but all the strength in lust they spend. The shame, the nature of mankind, a blot. And we're going to go bring down here. And men in here and pass it by, I might say more of their vileness. How in contempt they will profess their value, creatures adore. I hope the Lords will come in to cleanse the land of such vermin. Vermin. That word's been used recently, and he got in trouble for that. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. We'll be right back. Have you heard about vine-to-bar chocolate? It's the winemaker's chocolate, the world's first chocolate made with well-vined Chardonnay Mark from the beautiful coastal vineyards of North America. Gently pressed grapes are harvested after juicing, dried, and finely milled and carefully blended into the finest dark chocolate. The Chardonnay Mark contains highly beneficial grape nutrients, flavanols, and has a natural sweetness that flavors the luscious dark chocolate. Mouth-watering, flavorful, delectable dark chocolate goodness with Chardonnay sweetness and beneficial nutrients. And it's alcohol-free, too. It's Vine to Bar chocolate. Order some today at vinetobar.com. That's V-I-N-E-T-O-B-A-R.com. Cold ship to your door, it's Vine to Bar. Vine to Bar chocolate. Visit us at vinetobar.com. 
Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell and MyPillow are launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes MyPillow even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjusted fill of the original MyPillow, and now with a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread, the MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. My MyPillow 2.0 with its temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Best yet, it's BOGO. Buy one, get one free. MyPillow.com. Go to MyPillow.com and click on Radio Podcast Square. Use the promo code BETHANN or just give them a call at 1-800-978-6168. That's 1-800-978-6168. Promo code BETHANN. Oh, beautiful for spacious skies, for amber waves of grain, for companies that stay with us through thick and thin and pain. Join us as we celebrate the companies who support this nation, support CSC Talk Radio. Our All-American Market page hosts companies who are now affiliates and sponsors of CSC Talk Radio, MyPillow, McCall's Candles, Liberty Tabletop, and there's more to come. Whether you contact them via website or by phone, you have to use the promo code BETHANN. These companies have endured the economic storms of bad trade policies and U.S. regulations, and they have earned your business. They take pride in their products. So visit the new webpage, csctalkradio.com, and click on the All-American Market button. That's csctalkradio.com All-American Market button. And always use the promo code BETHANN. Hi, this is Beth Ann. The inventor and CEO of MyPillow is always looking for ways to solve everyday problems. Have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt so soft in the store, but then when you got it home and tried to use it, it wasn't absorbent at all? That's why MyPillow has developed the MyPillow towels. Towels that work. I know, it's mind-blowing. Towels that actually will dry you. They're debuting the MyPillow six-piece towel set that includes two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. They come in a variety of colors, and right now you can buy one and get one free with the promo code BETHANN. Go to MyPillow.com now and click on the radio listener special. MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty with their 60-day money-back guarantee. To get your buy one, get one free, my pillow towel set go to mypillow.com click on the radio listener special and enter promo code bethann or call at 1-800-978-6168 that's mypillow.com and the promo code is bethann and we have returned to listening to csc talk radio this is beth Ann. i'm going to give you the last uh, little lines out of that um poem from William Bradford that God's dishonor may be more but let them pass they are too vile my fingers for to defile I hope the Lord's will call in help will call in to cleanse the land of such vermin now President Trump recently got in trouble for using the word vermin when he was describing some of his uh, dealings with the swamp and such and the dictionary, I looked it up, and of course, it's exactly what we think it is. It's an animal that is believed to be harmful to crops other than other animals or a game. They're covered with diseases. But it also, at the very end of that definition, said an offensive person. 
I suppose then we could look up and define what offensive person is. <laughs> offensive person, I mean. But in the reading of the ranting by William Bradford, and I apologize, I went through it rather quickly, and there was much more of it. I had to skip some of it because it was very lengthy. The entire poem is like 28 pages. But I think we know the type of people he was referring to. Now, lest you think that the pilgrims and the people who came on the Mayflower were saints, let me remind you that it was in 1630, 10 years after they were here, a man named Billingley, Billington, was found guilty of willful murder by plain and notorious evidence, wrote Bradford, and was hanged for his crime with the heinous act. For that heinous act, Billington entered a history as the first English colonist to be executed for murder. Professed atheists, some of them err, who openly reviled God dare, and horridly blaspheme his name, and publicly avow the same, which makes my heart quake and tremble. Another part of that poem that he wrote. When we think back to the Democrat Convention of 2012, they collectively booed God twice. In 2020, the same DNC removed the word God from the Pledge of Allegiance. They bragged about it. They brag about how many babies they kill and villainize those who prefer life and believe that life is God-given. The left, the woke, want no part of rule of law. Morality is their choice, and God, the creator, they don't believe in him. They have no peace in their heart or no place in their heart for God. And even as they did not take like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to their reprobate mind to do those things which are not fitting. Romans 1, 28. Is that what's happened in America? Has he given us over to our reprobate minds? Life is no longer valued. It is a disposable as it can be according to the personal convenience Marriage is no longer respected. While the left repudiate marriage between a man and a woman, they will fight for the perverted marriage of same sex, which is unbiblical. He made them male and female, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Out of Genesis. If you do not believe in a God the creator, why bother with honoring and upholding his creation? Mankind. America has become a chaotic place to live, especially in our cities. The left allow thieving and gangs. We are now number one in human trafficking, sex trafficking. They believe in turning our young men into eunuchs and selling our young women for profit. They have taken our Bible and tossed it out for their perverted pleasures of greed. They have taken our documents, the Mayflower Compact, the Declaration of Independence, the U.S. Constitution, and the Bill of Rights, perverted their meetings, and ignored their truths. They steal from the American people while they get richer and run this nation into a weakened state of debtors. Are they vermin? We are now being led by ungodly people and evil, greedy scientists with an agenda to rule, not to represent. America needs to come home to our humble yet virtuous beginnings. 
not without fault, but certainly with a vision. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land, Second Chronicles 7.14. If we do not return to God, the handwriting is on the wall. Our nation is doomed, and, long, and along with it, our children, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren, and generations after. The future generations will never know the truth of their beginnings if we don't start declaring it now. But they will remember the truth of those of us who chose to be stubborn and ignore God's word. We give thanks, as the pilgrims did, to God. Let us provide the next generation such an honor. Perhaps the next non monument will be America's returning. We should be overwhelmed by what God can do for us, can do through us, if we will just allow Him to. We must be the willing disciples the American exceptionalism of our forefathers. We must be exemplify that. I'm going to... America is said to be great. But if she she's great because she's good, and if she ceases to be good, she will cease to be great. That's Alexis de Tocqueville. Without America, without God, America cannot be great, cannot be good. We must make America godly again. A poem I wrote a few years ago. If I were Lady Liberty, I'd shine God's light upon this land so that all the children in this world would know and understand. Freedom isn't liberty, and liberty isn't free. Truth is light, and light is God, who lives to, for all to see. It is the Heavenly Father who has blessed our lives and land, our founding fathers look to him for guidance and a plan. The sovereign God has a sovereign plan for his sovereign people of this land. If I were Lady Liberty, I'd want all to understand. God's word must not be forgotten. His laws must rule this land. For life, for love, for life, for liberty, for happiness, prosperity, America is said to be the land of opportunity. If I were Lady Liberty, I'd want our people to see, not my arm lifted up so high, but God's outstretched for thee. For I am but a statue standing in the sea, merely just a symbol of opportunity. It came from sacrifice and woe, this vision from our men of old. Their sacrifice brought liberty, not this statue in the sea. If I were Lady Liberty, this truth I'd share with thee. The Lord and the Spirit are one in the same, you see. And where his spirit is, there too lives liberty. We have an obligation in this land so rich and free to share God's love and be his beacon for truth, for life, and liberty. First, we must make America godly again. Then we can work at making America great. It's time for all of us to stand up and bring America home. CSC Talk Radio's goal is to bring America home. That includes you and your business. Radio is a powerful way to brand your company and increase your profits. 
Find out how to join CSC Talk Radio, help educate and activate America, and grow your business at the same time. Looking for new customers? Looking to have your business reaching out from sea to shining sea? Advertise with CSC Talk Radio. Believe in your product? Let Beth Ann be your personal spokesperson to properly brand your product and company. It's simple, easy, and affordable. Grow your business, grow common sense, and together we will bring America home. To be a part of CSC Talk Radio, call 573-796-2166. That's 573-796-2166. Or send email to beth at csctalkradio.com. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. For the longest time, I've wanted to come out with the world's most comfortable bed sheets. But up until now, I haven't been able to find anything that held up to my high standards. I finally found the best cotton in the world in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all come together to create the ideal weather conditions for growing cotton. My new Giza Dream bed sheets are made with this long staple cotton, and I guarantee they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. The first night you sleep on my sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. The Giza Dream sheets are available in a variety of colors, and like all of Mike's products, they come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Right now, you can get your very own by calling one 800 Nine seven eight six one six eight, and use the promo code Bethann to get thirty percent off plus free shipping. Do we lack enthusiasm and understanding of the word liberty? Do we weep for liberty which we have lost, or do we simply not understand the substance and sacrifice for which we were once privileged? Liberty. Webster defines liberty as the state of being free within society from oppressive restrictions imposed by authority on one's life, behavior, or political views. Today we seem to want restrictions, government micromanaging our lives, but do we realize the cost? Alexander Hamilton once stated, There is a certain enthusiasm in liberty that makes human nature rise above itself in acts of bravery and heroism. As a republic, we the people must guard the liberty of others. We must continue the enthusiasm that will make men free. Visit csctalkradio.com, where Beth Ann puts enthusiasm and common sense back into American liberty as she brings America home. 